I am unashamed. What about you? So, um, you know, there's a lot of people that listen to the Unashamed podcast, just like at work and things like that. Truck drivers, I hear from a lot of those guys. But a lot of people watch Unashamed because you can get it on YouTube or all these different places. For those of you watching, you'll notice that the Unashamed podcast has taken a major leap forward today in the looks uh, of the people here because we have Missy and we have Lisa. And so we have brought beauty into the den of beast that normally are on the unashamed podcast so welcome welcome to the ladies thank you thanks i think somebody said we need a ratings bump call the women <laughs> yeah actually jason it's just we get tired of looking at each other finally we're like you had the idea why don't we get missy and lisa on i was like hey I, i'm i am all for that so lisa and i are so boys, ask layer. yourself ask yourself one question have, has your father ever called you on the telephone and went to belly aching about anything? Just go back, reel back the time. And Clarification, <laughs> you don't have a phone. <laughs> there so. you go. That's a good point. Now you're beginning to see, but but as your father, it's a yeah. discipline them uh, who disciplines us, and we respected them for it. So the discipline stage is over. But I never have called. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. no, yeah, yeah. Which the idea <laughs> no, yeah, I had, yeah. as uncomfortable as I feel when my lovely wife joins us. Really? Well, because they did the same thing with Cy. They, they heard all these stories, because he's on the Duck Call Room podcast. And somebody said, well, let's get Christine on here, which was a bold move. And Cy's wife. Yeah. Size right. wife, and so basically she became, and and she didn't see our podcast, but the same thing happened. She became like the our, truth detector, our conduit, <laughs> our conduit of size. So, Silas Robertson. So what they did, and what happens here is, Sai tells a story. Well, then the drama builds, just like when I tell a story, the drama builds because then they pan over to Christine, and she. Roman gladiator style either gives it the thumbs up or the thumbs down. And most of the times it was the thumbs down. He'd tell a story and she would say what? Nope. 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 <laughs> and some of it was subtle. They said, you know, we were there over one night. They, you know, they were, they had this weird relationship with their friends. And so I said, you know, we was eating a pot of spaghetti and, and they kind of stopped, you know, had the uh, album playing and the and they go over to Christine, and she went, tacos. <laughs> we talked about this the last time I was here. What, we're doing the same thing, talking about this exact same thing again. You don't need me here to talk about that. Well, there's some bitterness that I'm trying to get out. <laughs> oh. I have to release. Let your words, okay. be, to let the your words be few, Jace. Well, my whole point is, and size point, we've banded together through this, which is great is that don't miss the meaning of the story just because memories have faded. <laughs> memories, okay. And babe, look, I'm not, I don't want to start an intervention here, but you're not remembering as well as you once did either. That is true. I, I did, when I walked in a while ago, you said you just told the, the read, the trucks stolen, his truck stolen, all yeah. that drama that just happened. You told that on the last podcast. Well, when Reed was t talking to me about it last night, because I needed some clarification on some things after you told me, I was kind of confused. So Reed cleared up a few things, and he said at the end, he said, I can't wait to see how Dad embellishes this story on the podcast. <laughs> that was a Reed. Well, all I want to know is, and you, you mentioned it uh, before we started here, how many shots were fired, did you say? Reed told me last night, 22. 22 well, well, shots? Well, I said seven, I think. Well, no, well, seven from his gun. And these shots 22 were going total. From, from the perpetrators toward... Not tr not Reed, because they had already stolen his truck and stolen his so this gun. this was aimed at law enforcement. This was aimed at... They were... Okay, so these three guys were on a spree... They were, they were, they had found out, Reed said something that he didn't know as a Ram truck owner. So this is information. He said, if your key is inside your vehicle and you've locked it with your other key and you don't know that your your second key is inside, 
you can push the, there's a button on the handle. If you push it three times and hold down the third time, your truck will unlock. And they, wow. these, and they knew that. And Reed did said, he said, I didn't even know that. And I'm, a, I'm the truck owner. I certainly didn't know it either. So they not, were on, I did not share that part of the story. Because so I didn't want to educate would-be criminals. <laughs> well, why don't you, we educate the owners of these trucks? Owners, yeah. Yes, to not do this. And so Reed said, I just thought it was locked. And I can't get in without, I, you know, unless I unlock it with my key. That is weird. And so he said that they were in already a Ram truck. And so they saw they were just going through trying to find Ram trucks and they got reeds, of course. So they were on their way to get more Ram trucks. There was three guys. So they were on their way to get a third one when um, when all of this this started happening and the chase and all. So when the third one they went to do it, a guy came out and saw them, the owner of this truck and said, hey, what are you doing? And that's when they started firing at that guy. That's so exactly, a civilian. That's the exact story I told. Well, good. Awesome. Thank you. So yeah. then it was the chase was on. and but That was dangerous for y'all involved. Yes. Very dangerous. Well, that I, makes more sense. They found some some flaw in the system mm-hmm. for the truck, and so which led, yeah. they're already bitter and no respect for law, other people, or God, and just went on a crime spree based on this little intel they had. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I told Reed, I mean, there's just when I told him, I said, it's the, it's the power of a praying parent when I pray protection over my children, because if Reed would have seen, looked out the window at that right time or wrong time and seen that happening, Reed and his personality would have walked right out there and said the same thing the other guy did, like, hey, what do you think you're doing? Yep. And he could have been fired on. So Woo. just protecting him and protecting the other victim. He We're was watching, not he was uh, not the fatally demise. injured. We are looking at a collapse of of law. It's lawlessness, Al. We are experiencing. Never before have I seen it like this in these United States. Mm-hmm. Ever. It's very scary. Yeah, and like we talked about in the last podcast, it's not, you know, we still tend to think, well, we're in the South and, you know, we're armed. And so, you know, we don't have to worry about these things. But in, you look at that situation. I mean, there's now brazen people that will use your own armament against you. Yeah. I mean, which is what happened there. So, you you know, it's now getting out of just, you know, some city somewhere, some, you know, whatever. Defunding it, the police has taken on new meaning. Yeah. Well, it's we talked about this in the last podcast. Without fear, this is what happens. And you see it on the evil side. And man, you know, you, you, you take a fear out of the equation that you're worried about going to jail or, you know, or whatever happening to you. Then, I mean, th- these are dangerous situations and mm-hmm. dangerous times. There's no doubt. And so, Missy, think- did you... F- well, I, well, just one more th- point I want to make. And I know we try to stay away from controversial things, you know, on here. Bill doesn't. Well... No, I, I just, really. it, it angered me because Reed works really hard. He works really hard for what, and he, he's living his dream. He loves what he does, and he works really hard at it. And when the cops brought him to the scene where they finally caught him, uh, caught these guys a few miles away, and they were putting him in the back of their patrol cars, Reed got out to go get his truck that was there on the side of the road. And these guys started yelling terrible racial uh, curse words, calling him things, because he was white and entitled to be able to have that truck. I shared that. And I, I just exactly like exactly the way you did. Just made me so mad. Like he yeah. worked so hard for what he has and to take care of his family. He and Reed said later, I wanted to say, oh. I'm at least working for this truck. You're stealing it, you know, yeah. but he didn't say that at the time. He was just his adrenaline was pumping. It said just just infuriated him, you know. But you remember when because us as parents, I remember when he because he ventured out, he wasn't sure that he could do this. This was not something like he studied for with this real estate. I mean, he crash coursed it. But and I remember when he bought that truck, Mary was so proud. He was yeah. like, well, this is what hard work gets you. I mean, he was proud of that moment, and then to turn it on its head in that situation, it does make you angry. Mm-hmm. But you know that shows you something, though. And dad, dad's right. It's it. There is a component, a societal, cultural, even political side of this thing because 
there's one thing you go and steal from somebody, but what you just described, Missy, the disrespect of just a victim, mm-hmm. but, but that they've heard that. I mean, that that's been put into them. And they were young. Uh, they, they, well, they weren't old enough really to be taught this for, they, they've heard it for their entire lives to already be thinking this way and feel that yeah. entitlement young, way younger than Reed, you know? So. Well, and what, yeah. what, I didn't share, but now you made me think about it is, uh, you know, I remember the first time, you know, Reed kept telling me about this partner that was kind of his mentor and that helped him and he worked for. And so when we were visiting up there, uh, he said, I want you to, you know, meet, meet this guy. I guess it was a couple of years they'd been working together. Well, when I met him, he never told me that he was an African American <laughs> and I never asked, yeah. but I, I just thought about that when they were hailing this racist remarks to him i mean they had no idea that his partner is a black man and and what his one of his best friends they love each other they they share everything they they are partners 50 50 in everything they do in business i didn't even support each other yes but i mean that's what burns you up friendship it's like that's where we always go in any i mean here's a guy you know in handcuffs that just stole your truck and accusing you of being a racist and he couldn't be more wrong in every aspect of what he's doing with his life and his speech, what he thinks. And just shows you there's a, it reminds me of that verse that says there's, you know, a great delusion that's sent where people will believe the lie. I mean, spiritual warfare mm-hmm. is going on. I think it's a generational curse too, because this has not been going on for just their generation. They have lived this. Uh, their parents were probably this way. Their grandparents could have possibly been this way. So this is like a generational curse, and and they're just carrying on what they know. Yeah. So they haven't ever been taught any different. Mm-hmm. So whenever you're not taught differently, uh, then you just do what your folks did or what your grandparents did. And so this is just something that needs to be, um, you know, this curse needs to be, um, exercised by the Lord, you know, in their life in order to, to do something Boy, I, different. I tell you one you know, thing, they need it, to meet Jesus. It makes this verse come at, uh, Hebrews 12 verse uh, 14, make every effort to live in peace with all men and to be holy without holiness. No one will see God. See that no one misses the grace of God and no bitter root grows and causes trouble and defile many boy what advice These young yeah and you know a lot of times it comes from a lack of having family too and like lisa yep. said it can be a curse either way sometimes if you just go about you know what's going down on the street that's you just react that way yep. uh, we had dr carson on him and uh, ben carson uh, i remember him talking about the human brain and how you know when the frontal lobe is engaged. That's where we think that's where we reason, you know, all that happens. But he said the difference between a human brain and an animal brain is they react. So this is another part of the brain. And when it's just reaction, then you don't think anything through, you'll do anything. And he said, that's why people behave literally like animals. They attack, they, they don't care. They don't, they, we talked about it on the last podcast, people just coming up and hitting women on the older people on the street. I mean, you watch that and you're like, what, what world do we live in? But it's all reaction. They're just reacting the way that they want to. They're bitter. They're angry. They're whatever. And that's what you're seeing more and more. And it's dad, like dad said, it's a, it's hard times is what it is. Let's take a break. You know, one of my favorite uh, passages, uh, Jace is Job 31, because Job is kind of defending his character there. And he starts out by saying, I, I made a covenant with my eyes not to look lustfully. Uh, at a woman. And I just love the concept there. It shows you that lust has been a problem going back because Job is a very ancient man uh, that we read about in the Bible. But now um, it's even worse because of the internet, because of pornography and this, you know, hundreds of billions of dollar industry uh, that really is just putting out terrible things. And so it's made it tougher for sure on, on people now. And so we need help to be able to deal with that because porn is so bad. So we got a great uh, group called Covenant Eyes, I guess, based on that concept from Job 31. 
Uh, they've helped over a million and a half people toward a porn-free life. They've been around for about 22 years, a great product. And I heard about them way back at the very beginning. They've helped a lot of people that I know. Uh, so uh, right now, if you want to give these guys a try, if it's something you're struggling with, we really encourage you to check them out. If you go to coveyes, dot com slash Phil, that's coveyes.com slash Phil, they're going to let you try this product for th- uh, 30 days for free. It's a free 30-day trial if you sign up today with the promo code Phil. So you have nothing to lose but a lot to gain. Go to coveyes, dot com slash Phil. Their problem is they don't know what their problem is. Well, I also noticed, too, that, that in Hebrews 12, it talked a lot about discipline and that he disciplines those he loves. So obviously, these boys that did this have not been disciplined, and it could be a breakdown of the family. We don't really know anything about their personal situation. But, um, you know, I, when, I, when I was reading chapter 12, kind of preparing for possibly some of this talk, I thought I— I am in a situation, Jason and I, with still with this baby. We still have the baby, and he's he's six months old. I think I'm being disciplined. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hadn't heard this. I, well, this, this may this, be good therapy. For I, I was reading. I was like, is he's maybe he's disciplining me, you know, by keeping this child in our home and having us be the caregivers of someone that we never knew was going to be existing Someone or part of our calls lives, you and so. says, do you, you know, here's my, my baby. He's yours now. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, yeah it, it could. Well, well, it's, it, I've noticed that it's been physically demanding on me. Very, but it's, it's humbling. It's just one of the emotions that I've had in the last six months, very humbled because I think, well, here we are about to be empty nesters. Mia just started college this week and I was looking forward to this time. I was looking forward to the kind of the freedom, flexibility. Look at me. I can kind of do what I want again. I don't have any kids in the house, you know, and you I got a little spanked. So I think it's well, been Jace, you've humbling. been a pretty good hand. You've said, well. Well, because I'm not doing much work, you know. That's true. So, yeah, she's doing the brunner. I have tried. She brought it to my attention that I might need to help out a little bit, which I hadn't heard that since the last time we had little kids. So I'd obviously forgotten, you know, 20 years goes by. So, uh, you know, she she kind of gave God me a just speech. Saying, God saying to us all, you know, when these things happen, uh, by the way, I want this one. Take care of him. Raise him and I mean that I told Missy you know? Yeah, I, I I I shared even with her, you know, I, I have a I don't know, I don't I don't know how to say that. I mean I've been pretty positive here lately and because I I read Hebrews twelve and when I distinguish that there are some things that weight you down that I think are blessings from God that we don't handle right, you allow that to weigh you down. And so then I could then I used that based on Hebrews 12, 1, because this has nothing to do about sin or, I mean, maybe somebody else's sin, but here's an opportunity and here's a blessing. Because when you see this little baby on a daily basis, I mean, it, you appreciate life. Mm-hmm. It's just, it, you can't help, in my opinion. Especially be as because we're older now. Like, I, I mean, I didn't appreciate it as much in my 20s. Because it was a lot of work, you know, and this is just something that's supposed to happen. But when something unexpected happens, I think with like with this baby, it's almost like every moment, every day has a special meaning. Yeah, you appreciate it more. I'm the yes. same way. I'm like, you're I'm, entertaining. Be careful. We're going to get into it next week or two. Be careful to entertain strangers by so doing. Some have entertained angels without knowing it. Boy, you know, just a baby that comes out of nowhere, you're like, whoa, here. Well, we know where he came from. That would be an exact (laughs) fulfillment of Hebrews 13 when we get there. When we get there. (laughs) (laughs) We're getting there. No, I I, I love that part about when we talked about that, because Jason and I talked about 
the the things that weigh you down and the sin, the way that the Hebrew writer differentiated those two. I've never thought about that. But in context, I always took those to be negative things, that those were just burdens, you know, or something that was weighing you down, which I guess it could be depending on your perspective. But this baby weighs me down in the fact that I was not prepared. I'm older. You know, it's taking a toll on me, but he's nothing but a blessing. There's, yeah, it's all positive. It's it all positive. Yeah. It's just the weight of that blessing and the responsibility that it is put upon us unexpectedly. That is weight. And there's well, this is ba- a baby boy, no not a baby that. girl. Yeah, baby yeah. boy. Baby boy, boy. yes. Um, yeah, and, that, and that's a great point, Missy. We did talk about it on the podcast, on a previous podcast, that there are positives to discipline. It's not just about punishment because we, we think about, you know, trying to get in shape physically or, or different ways we, you know, discipline ourselves or not eat too much food or all the different things. But he, he said, I mean, endure hardship as discipline. And that's why God does put those obstacles. I, I'm convinced uh, or, or not even obstacles, weights and burdens and things that we have to wrestle with. Which can and be a the blessing. The thing is, what do you learn coming out? What, yeah. What do you learn yeah. coming out of it? Because yep. you guys don't know, it's still a lot of questions in the future, but you're still walking and trusting that this baby is right where he needs to be mm-hmm. under your yep. protection. I don't even think it's care. about what we learn. It's learned. a blessing for the child, no doubt about right. that. I don't, I don't well. see it as a, the, what, what, what am I supposed to get out of it? This has nothing to do with me, I feel like. This is all about him. I, I mean, I don't know that for sure, but right now that's what we're concentrating on is how can we make his life better because he obviously has a purpose just being conceived created um, brought into this earthly world with everything against him from the moment of conception it's fortunate the odds that were against him chose to give him life his mother well, exactly yeah. so what i was telling missy though i was like you know it's encouraged me because when i read i mean it's some things that i viewed and you know uh my new favorite word is this Christianese, which is kind of a uh, it's kind of a sarcastic word for like church Christian speak. language. Yeah, church speak. You know, it's like well, <laughs> so it's Christianese. Uh, I hadn't heard that. That's pretty just, good. Oh, just heard that a later. buddy of ours, yeah. <laughs> his wife actually, <clears throat> she's like, oh, it just just makes me so upset when we're just just saying all this Christianese stuff just to be cool, you know. <laughs> like, for example, it's like, like, well, in this season of your life, you know, what is God trying to say? I mean, they're not really wondering what God's really trying to say. It just sounds cool to say, oh, this is a season, a new season of your life, you know. So uh, that was <clears throat> that was the point. But one of, one of the Christianese sayings is that when people do something, they'll say, you know, if just one person is touched by this, then it's worth it. You know, I've heard that so many times to where I almost roll my eyes, which I shouldn't. I'm saying I shouldn't. But when I hear somebody say that, but what it's done, it's actually made me think about when Jesus was getting the accusation in Luke 15 with eating with the tax collectors and sinners. And basically his first story was the one, if one person is reached yeah. it's worth it <laughs> that's so it kind of convicted me in that moment because i told missy i said i wake up every morning i look at this boy and i it's made me realize the importance of each individual person i mean in the subtleties that i didn't appreciate when my own kids were that age i'm how like long, missy i long? notice every little subtlety about that boy it's like i notice every thing that he does different that I'm like, cause, cause now I told Missy the other day, so I'm looking at him, he's in his little seat and I thought he's having a poop right now. And it wasn't cause I smelled it, his facial reaction. I said, are you pooping right now? His eyes were going back and forth. He's kind of staring at the floor. It's like he doesn't want me to notice it. I, I don't notice cause you're 14 feet away and you're covered up. But I could tell by the look. And so when Missy came in, I said, I think he pooped. But she quickly looked at him and was like, no, 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 I don't. And I just changed a poop like yeah, an said, hour no, before. No, he just did. Like, no, I thought, no, no. 
Man, I could have sworn he was pooping. Well, about 10 minutes later, she came down. She went, oh, my goodness, were you right? <laughs> but he was sitting in the chair, and I don't remember what you said, but it was like he had, when you're sitting and you poop, and it's There's a, nowhere for it to go but straight up the back. Yeah. When you're sitting there. Yeah. So. And so I was like, I knew it <laughs> from the facial <laughs> facial reaction. So how long have y'all had this child? Six months. Six months. But that's my point was, is that you notice these little things and it's, you're appreciating them, you're appreciating life and you are going forward. So what's the plan for going forward? In the back of your mind, you're realizing that I believe God has a special purpose for this. I just, now I know he has a special purpose for everybody and it goes off the rail, but I'm involved in this and I believe this and I'm thinking about that Luke 15 and we got a little bitty lamb out here in the, you know, the, this is the 99. The guy lost a sheep and the sheep was pregnant. And I mean, I'm go with me here. And now we have the one that, so you, you were out looking for the lost sheep. And then all of a sudden you found that it gave birth and you took that, the little one in. So going forward, hang, what's hang the on, plan? Miss, hang on, miss. Let's take a break. So going forward, and you say, like, what's the plan? That's that's one of the hardest parts for me because we don't know. Well, it is the hardest part. This is literally one day at a time. Now, you tell people that, you know, football season's coming up. You're like, hey, we got to take one play at a time and all that. And everybody knows that, but nobody really does because you want to think ahead, which has caused some anxiety. Much. Every time I go ahead, I get I, I start experiencing anxiety. Well, both y'all have done a very good deed. Well, that's why I would put this in a in the which is where you started, Missy, in a hardship situation is because that is the hardship, not knowing. I mean, you guys have reacted, and it's really interesting to hear Jay say that because I was thinking about you know as a it's kind of what happens because you guys are the same age, you know, roughly as Lisa and I, where you're having your grandkids now, and. I, I noticed way more with my grandkids than I did my kids because I was busy working and trying to make sure we had roof over our head and, you know, discipline mm-hmm. and all this stuff. But now the nuances as you're older, you see things through different eyes. And so it's kind of interesting because you guys are brand new grandparents and yet you're brand new parents at the mm-hmm. same time. So I think you're experiencing some of all of that. You know? Well, and I will say this too. I'm going to, I'm going to brag on Brighton. Uh, they don't listen to the podcast. I don't think so. I don't think she'll hear well, this. What's wrong with them? Man? I don't know, but are they better? <laughs> I hope not. I don't think so. Um, Maybe they hear certain people enough. <laughs> yeah, <sorry. laughs> but uh, I had I had been in Nashville, moved Mia in all day, all day long at her college dorm, and um, literally I left the college at six thirty five, and I called. Read and I was like, "Can I make it before Maris goes to bed? I, I got to see Maris one more time because I'm leaving to go home tomorrow." And he was like, "Yeah, yeah, we're here." So I literally got there at six fifty-five, and Maris goes to bed at seven. So I had five minutes where I just walked in. She saw me. She had this big grin on her face. She started crawling right towards me, and I pick her up, and then it's bedtime, <laughs> basically. And so she reached for her mama and was kind of fussy, like, I'm ready to go to bed. And so Brighton said, I'll be right back. And there was no one in the house and except me and Brighton and Maris. Reed had gone to do an errand. And I could hear Brighton's bedtime routine. And Maris is she's eight months old. So I didn't mean to eavesdrop, but I was right there next door in the living room and she was reading her a story, and Maris is kind of babbling, you know, and then she started singing some of the songs that I sang to read. She's singing those to Maris, and then she's praying over Maris out loud as she puts her in the crib, and Maris is babbling and just kind of talking, da 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 At what point did you start getting Oh, I was just sitting there in the living room, just tears, <laughs> like, this is, this is the ultimate parent moment me as a parent moment and that wasn't even Reed that's Reed's wife who saw what or knew what we did and Reed had told her and started that and you know Maris is little so they've been doing this since they the first week they brought her home and put her in the crib 
So I just, I don't really know my point of this other than I want to just brag about them and what they're doing as parents for our our babies. What the nuclear family is all about. There's no crying on the podcast. Oh. I don't know if I can handle it. Okay. All right, Missy. (laughs) Missy, so my encouragement to you today is this. Um, In 1211, it says, no discipline seems pleasant at the time, but painful. (laughs) Later on, however, it produces harvest of righteousness and peace for those who have been trained by it. (laughs) But this is what I love. Verse 12 is this. Therefore, strengthen your feeble arms and your weak knees. Make level paths for your feet so that the lame may not be disabled, but rather healed. To me, this is saying that's exactly what you're, you're making this path so that his mother can come back at some time and be healed and they can be a family. But that's what you're doing. I mean, it's a job that God gave you, but that's what you're doing. You're making this path straight. You're making this path where all she has to do is to be the person that she needs to be, be the Christian that she needs to be, come back in and she can raise her child to be a and she can be righteous, you know, before God. Mm-hmm. And so to me, that's that's what, whenever I read that, that's what I think about for your situation. Of course, it's painful right now, mm-hmm. but righteousness and peace come after it. Thank yeah, you, that is encouraging. Yeah, you trust the process. No, I'll confess. One time I got a little misty-eyed as uh, I went up there and Missy made this, uh, I don't know what they're called in the women's world, but... She put a string, <laughs> she put this string up. I mean, I don't even know who thinks of this kind of stuff. Above his bed, and uh, she has all these pictures. And it's like, I mean, who knew that that many pictures have been taken throughout the oh, I had, I had to, I had to take a lot out. There was a lot more, for sure. But, but when he looks at all the pictures, it's his mom, and it's us, and all the people that are, you know, keep him in a, you know, different moment. But then it was like, I don't know, it just kind of gave me a moment there, because it then put all the six months into, you know, when you when you look back at, like, how you've gotten to this point. But they were all positive things. But just seeing the way. I mean, he, look, he, that boy, he loves looking at those pictures. And I'm like, <clears throat> does he know something here? Why, why? You know, I don't know. Just in that moment, it he made knows me kind of get, like. yeah, get, uh, get kind of teary-eyed. There's so many people that are a part of his life. It's not just me and Jace. I don't want to give the impression. I mean, we do have the brunt of the work and, there's, and all of the responsibility, but we have a lot of people who help us. And they spend a lot of time with him. And um, so I just wanted to honor all of those people. But also, as he wakes up from his naps or in the mornings before we come get him, I want him to be able to see all those people every day and just kind of put that subconsciously basically into his life and into his memory. Because I don't know what he's, you know, again, we don't know what the future holds. We could lose him tomorrow to another situation or we could have him for quite a long more time. We just do do not know. So I think um, when we talked about doing things purposefully and looking at it at at a different perspective, this is a whole different perspective than raising our own children. And so we're trying to just handle it the best way we can. You know, we're not making all the right decisions, but. Let's take another break. Well, you know, uh, Missy, Lisa and I do a lot of pro-life stuff. And uh, in fact, we're shooting a video later today for a group called Susan B. Anthony, which is one of the largest lobbyist uh, groups for families and for uh, especially babies uh, in the pro-life movement. But one of the things we're noticing is kind of this now what is now a post-Roe culture since the Supreme Court has said, look, it's back to the states. That means people in states that women that can't have abortion can't have access and used to, that means you're going to have more babies. And so the pro-life movement is not just about saving babies, but then somebody has to step in that gap yes, they to do. foster, to adopt, to, you know, to do just what you guys are doing. So I'm so, I'm so glad 
uh, that you're talking about that today because our audience is large and there's going to people be people who have that heart. And so what you're describing is if you're not the, maybe the foster parent or the adoptive parent, but you may be the support system person. Mm-hmm. You're friends with those people. So you're willing to give a, give that family a break or you're willing to help yes. out in whatever way is needed. So there, we all have to step up now because, uh, you know, we've had a great victory by coming back to States, but that means we're going to have to work hard. I mean, our work is just now beginning in the pro-life movement because we're going to have a lot more babies, praise the Lord, mm-hmm. that they're not being killed. Well, and I go back again to, I received multiple texts for the first four to five months of his life at people asking, can we adopt him? And he's just not available to be adopted at the moment. And so, but it, it showed me how many families want a baby that cannot have them. And so the, 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 uh, the need for these lives to be saved goes way beyond just the political aspect of pro-life. It's actually helping other women. Women are, you know, they're, they're created and formed for, a purpose and inside of each of us women, God has placed this caring and this motherly part of us. It's an instinct. And whether or not we train ourselves to get out of it or train ourselves to be better at it, it's there. It's in our DNA. And so for some women who are not able to have children, they still want them. There's still something in their life that they want those children. And so I mean, I don't know, babe, how many how many families do you think we've heard from in six months? I mean, I would say between 20 and 30. That's the ones that we know. That's I mean, that's not I mean, I'm sure there's way others out there that don't know how to get a hold of us to let us know they would like a baby, too. But that's just the ones who've actually made contact with us. That's a lot. And um, babies, there's there are a lot of homes out there that that would love to have babies. So there's there's not going to be a big need once these babies are being born. They're going to have loving homes. Yep. And that's part of what we're trying to do is help cut red tape. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, state governments have got to be ready for this, which is uh, which is what's going to happen and is happening around the country. That's you know, what, Jason, since you, were, you were describing <clears throat> that about the. Al, it's not a it's not a governmental fix. It's a spiritual fix, which mm-hmm. they've, they've proven. Yes, it's a spiritual fix. Well, and we're the body of Christ, so we're supposed to be his hands and feet and That's mouthpiece correct. on earth. And so it's it's our responsibility as as being members of the kingdom of God to try to look out for everybody as mm-hmm. much as we can. So yep. I, I think it's our job. Well, so I think Jace, it's good we're describe- talking about this, too, on the Unashamed podcast, because we need yeah. more people who are doing this to speak out about it and not be scared to talk about it. Yes, I am pro-life. I'm not just pro-birth. I'm pro-life. And yeah. I think we're kind of proving that, you know, yeah. in one of the hardest ways possible. So, and, and it's based on your experiences. I mean, in mine and Lisa's case, I mean, our, what kind of got us into this whole discussion was because, you know, Lisa had an abortion as a teenager and was willing to talk about it, you know, and, and how God forgave her, but that how, you know, there's been a hole in her, in her heart, mm-hmm. you know, for all these years. And so that allows us to try to get, hopefully help young women make better decisions before they get to this point. But sin is sin. It's going to happen. But the baby is not sin. A baby is a celebrate. You know, there should be every celebration, Mm -hmm. which is kind of what you say. Yeah. A blessing. Mm -hmm. Every child, no matter how they came into this world should be. um, We should celebrate. them. Yes. I mean, that's what I said. That's been the biggest thing. I mean, yeah, that's been the biggest encouragement to me. I mean, look, Yesterday, I noticed. So, I mean, listen to what these fools did in, in, in the world. We, sh- we should do something about this. So, somebody, they said, Well, babies, they need to eat broccoli. So, they mixed it with apples. They put broccoli and apples and mixed it all up. It looked like green something. Applesauce. That, looked yeah, like it looked like green applesauce. <laughs> I thought, they just made me mad. And what? look, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, babe, that I don't know. They're trying to trick them or something. So here, and then Missy bought it because oh, you know, she wants to see what he thinks of broccoli. I mean, look, she put that little bit in his mouth because I was 
this was just riveting to watch because I wanted to see. Now here's this boy. He he's he don't know what what this is. They just whatever you know. He don't realize. Oh, somebody stuck some broccoli in in a apple and <laughs> think I'm gonna eat this thing. No, he has no idea. He's trusting the parent one hundred percent. She stuck that in his mouth, and it was like 1,001, 1,002, and I thought, well, they pulled it off. And then the look on his face was sheer terror, and he, and he gagged about three times, which was funny. <laughs> and I thought, nope. Okay, baby food maker, you had a good idea, but this kid no. said, no. And then I fed him about half of it and then fed him some I know, more but he gagged time. every time. Well. It was one, it was, I couldn't watch it after a while because it was watching some weird Leave porn. it to Jace who'd be feeding him ice cream and the boy oh, would, yeah. would grow up yeah. on mac and cheese and, and nothing uh, good for him. Pretty much like so. Jace did, uh, chips and white powder <laughs> Look donuts. Look how I yeah. turned out. <laughs> exactly. Let, let's take another break. I mean, outside so, of Missy, the may- mayonnaise sandwiches that I will not even pronounce. I'm trying to or remember eat. back when y'all were like babies and to figure out what you were eating. But no, for the, the life memory. of me, you're not going to be able to remember. Cause uh, you I can't remember. You weren't around. I, <laughs> yeah. Does <laughs> that remember for himself? I'll just yeah. go ahead and tell you that Al, Al cooked most of our meals, and it was usually yeah. macaroni and cheese and cinnamon toast. Yeah, that was yeah. the that was that was, that was my go to, and then every once in a while, when we were really gonna do the dog, we would do a Vienna sausage. Ugh. That's when Ugh. things were really good. <laughs> oh, yeah, <goodness. laughs> yeah. So, Missy, so I, I just uh, thank you, Jay, for reminding me of something. So, a few podcasts back, he oh, wow. told about when he ate a whole bag of powdered white powder donuts, and in one sitting. And then, but on the podcast, he blamed you mm-hmm. for him eating the whole bag of white powder donuts because you bought them. Well, I have and not I just, discussed this with her, but she's hearing that <laughs> for the this first even, time. Does this even warrant discussion? Did I mean, you buy? Did, did you buy? Discussion. Did you unprovoked buy me about three weeks ago a bag of white powder donuts? You ate that whole thing at one time. Yeah. One sitting. And that somehow this is my fault. Okay. No, yeah, I didn't he, say he it was your you. fault. I just said you bought it. Okay. And you're not a heavy man. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm looking at your tummy. But you couldn't and... get that way. <laughs> that went on through. <laughs> Boy, Dad, Dad, only Dad can just phrase something just right. I'm trying to remember if it ever happened to look at a bag of donuts and eat eat them all. I've never tried that. I didn't try it. I couldn't stop. I was hungry. Yeah. And I ate. I just, I just, I do the same thing with potato chips, but she keeps buying them. And... Well, I'm sorry. It's called I, love. I, I, know, it's about what I thought you you would like. I oh, I do like them. I, I just was pointing out that at some point you can't control yourself. I'm that, probably going to have to quit doing that at some point. <laughs> yeah, that's a little much. <laughs> what I just the reason I thought about it is because he was describing about the baby food. It was like these people. Why would they make it? And then Missy, why would you buy it? I mean, it's like. <laughs> Jace bl- blamed everybody from top to bottom yeah. on why this uh, kid. I just think it's. T- I mean, look, the baby is six months, and you're gonna you're gonna go with broccoli. I mean, that's just almost mean. <laughs> and, but she's well, looking for the overall health. So, I get it, but so it was, today we're trying beets and kale and throw in by a the few. Way, how fruits. did y'all? So it's just what you do. You, how did you? you uh, how did you determine? Because in the last six months they've been hollering about baby formers gone, so so how did y'all work that out? I mean, was, we, was, were the, the shelves for baby food empty like they were saying? Yes, but Missy, so this what woman was right here, to correct that, I'm going to give credit to the Almighty God because Missy Absolutely. had an idea that she got from uh, Brighton mm-hmm. that they had a. Can we talk about that? 
What do you mean? Well, I don't want everybody going to try and buy. Well, they can't. They can't oh. because well, they. you tell the story. Well, we just found, Brighton found a company online. So what she did, it was an organic company, and she started supplementing with Maris because Maris, Maris wasn't getting what she needed from Brighton. And so Brighton had to start looking, and she bought some over-the-counter stuff and then saw that it was hard to find and found a company online that just you order it. And it's like a subscription service and they just send you so many cans per month. And she signed up for it. And so when I was trying to figure out what was going on, because she's two months ahead of me or Maris is two months ahead of the baby. So she's like, you should try this. And so I tried it, ordered like one box thinking, I don't know how long we're going to have the baby. And then she said, oh, it's a good thing you signed up for that subscription service because they're not taking any more customers. They're cut off everyone because they they can't make enough, yeah. and I and so I got right on the tail end of Ooh. that company, and I think that that was oh. just the grace of God. If taking you run out care of baby, baby baby food, I would oh, think that, that would be a major. As major. a responsible parent, I, you know, I, I feel responsible for this boy. So I thought I need to do some research because what if we run out of formula? I mean, obviously when you when you're fostering a baby, you were looking at not, the news the media. Breastfeeding is yeah is not a possibility. And so I'm like, yeah, I'm lo- the most mad I've ever gotten at the federal government is when I went and researched why there is a baby formula shortage. That's what I've been wondering. Oh, I went down the rabbit hole. Oh. And because uh, <laughs> the problem was not, you know, they there was, uh, uh, unfortunately, a couple babies had died and they didn't know why. And they thought it could have been the baby formula. One company. So they shut down the plant. And so, but here was the problem I had with all that. The government took so long. So it's like three months we're going to shut down this plant. But look, it's three months before they even get out there and check it out. I'm like, wait a minute here. You can't, you can't shut down a company. You should be on a plane within three hours. (laughs) Down yeah. there and see, but so at every turn, the the reason I got so angry is that the red tape that it was taking them to look into that literally took months. Well, that, to y'all's credit, for y'all to research it enough to find a way to keep a baby, a young <laughs> child, months old, a couple months, month or two old, when y'all first got the child, how old was you? Well, he was three days old, but I took him to the pediatrician at five days old. She sent me home with the formula, like for a few days to get us going. Ooh. The next day, they called me and say, said, throw out all that formula. I was like, do what? They said, well, we have a different brand. Come by the office. We'll give you two or three days worth until you can find some more. Because so during this, that yeah, time is when happened. we started panicking, like we're not going to be able yeah, to find some. Well, I was researching. We're but living but look, in some look, crazy I, time. After all those months of delays and all, and then they're like, well, we don't know if it caused it or not. So it was all just uh, jumping through hoops for a no, year. No, Jace. Chase, I got news for you. It's even worse. I'll give you another reason to be mad at the government about it. The reason why there's not more baby formula factories That's what I'm trying is to because out. the government has killed competition by subsidizing this mm-hmm. one handful of companies. And so nobody can compete with them because mm-hmm. the government's the one, the biggest uh, supply, I mean, the biggest uh, customer. Yeah. And so they have basically made a monopoly out of this one company i think there's only four that even make yeah, it I know. in I mean, the u.s trust all me, this I know stuff that. about coming from australia and england with the baby food it, do the, is, is there baby food available out there yes the because show? you know what yes. i did i went on my amazon account at one time i showed jace this and if you tried to order the other brand that was that was supposed to be okay you can't get it it's not available Everything on there was sold out. But if you go down to the very bottom of your screen and you switch from your country, USA, if you switched it to Canada, you can get it. It'll cost you $45 in shipping, but you can get it. But wouldn't that technically be lying? And I thought, whoa, if I didn't have this already, this subscription service, and I didn't know how to do that, there, I mean, there are ways you can get it. And I told Jason, this is what's making me really mad right now. Yeah. Because America can't get it, but Canada can. Something about the flow of the money just didn't hit right. Somebody, I mean, it's just greed on somebody's part. Yes. yes. Well, like I said, it was it was a lot of a lot of bad 
setup, and then you had this disaster. And you're right. I mean, Jay's is right. Your parents. I mean, like your your babies will live or die depending on how you solve this solution. You so know, well, is the yeah, baby formula on the shelves of America? Well, yeah, they they got it back. Right. Well, it's not fully stocked. No, I, I just well, went, I it, looked at the store yesterday. I mean, it and is back from just being nothing. I mean, they're because they opened that plant back up. Well, yeah. I'm hoping that some someone will cut some red tape and they'll allow some competition where other people can make this baby for me. I mean, it's kind of like the whole thing, Dad, with the China and all that. I mean, you're starting to see you, you better have some stuff you make here for your people because if you're dependent on the Chinese or some other player, the Ukrainians, huh. I mean, that, now you can't get fertilizer. I mean, it's just like you cannot be so dependent on other places. This, that's the problem with the whole global economy deal. Mm-hmm. You got to be able to make stuff here. I think when I when I listened to the explanations from the White House press room, there was two different reasons given when asked one reason from the same girl two different times. She said, well, we weren't aware of this until just recently. And then another time was like, we've been on this since day one. No. And I I was like, (laughs) okay, first of all, which one is it? Because the (laughs) news didn't even start covering it until May. And we had the bait. We got the baby in mid-February and it happened five days later. So the media was not even covering this for three months from the time that we found out. So then the administration would not even discuss it, talk about it, act like it's not a big deal. And then they said, oh, we've been on this since day one. And I thought back to whenever, Lisa, you, you and I, I we, did a, we did a book and we had a publisher or an assistant was supposed to be taking care of us. And she didn't do a very good job. And I told Chase this. I said, this reminds me of a situation to where after it was over, I got a phone call and they said, we understand that you're not happy with this assistant that we had kind of help you with this. And we want to hear what was going on. And I, so I explained all the problems we had. And at the very end, this person said, well, if it's any consolation, she did the very best she could. And I said, then she's in the wrong business. <laughs> and that's what I thought when they were standing there at the podium saying, we've been on this since day one. I thought, then you're in the wrong business and you need to be replaced by somebody right. who can actually hey, do the job. You know what the model of that is? Don't mess with my woman. Don't <laughs> well, mess with her. I mean, most moms, uh, most moms, they're mama bears. We're out of time. We're out of time, but uh, we're going to carry this. Missy's done got us riled up, so we got to carry that over into overtime. (laughs) See what else we can get get her mad about. So we'll see. She's not mad at me. I'm happy. Yeah, I'm hoping it's Jace. (laughs) BlazeTV.com slash unashamed if you want to come here another Missy rant. Come on. Oh, gosh. Thanks for listening to the Unashamed podcast. Help us out by rating us on iTunes. And don't miss an episode by subscribing on YouTube and be sure to click that little bell to get notified about new episodes. And for even more content that you won't get anywhere else, subscribe to Blaze TV at blazetv.com slash unashamed.